Welcome to the Fabulously Keto podcast aimed at improving health, vitality and quality of life. Eating real food in a ketogenic lifestyle. I'm Jackie Fletcher and I'm based in the UK. And I'm Louise Reynolds, an Aussie currently based in Bangkok, Thailand. Each week we will be bringing you guests who share their stories and discuss a range of topics which we hope will improve your health and well-being. Many of the guests, like us, came to Keto for Weight Loss and have stayed for their well-being, numerous health benefits and because they are living their best lives. We hope you will be inspired to incorporate these ideas into your own health journey so that you can feel better than you ever have before. Thinking about starting keto? Take a listen to episode number two, What is Keto and How to Start? Welcome to the Fabulously Keto podcast. This is episode 20. And today we have uh, two Australians, not one, Jackie, but two (laughs) of my fellow down under mates, Dan and Erica. So, yeah, I'm really, really proud. I'm having a proud Aussie moment of having having, um, our two Australian guests on the podcast today. Great. How did you meet them? I got to meet them through a women's Facebook group. And um, this was an international Facebook group and we, the one, the same one that, um, that you and I met through. And we actually, being Australian, obviously it was dominated by, by Americans or North Americans. So it was really great to have, um, you know, a little collective of a gaggle, a gang of, um, of Australians. And they lived in, at that time, in Melbourne. So that's only one hour by um, by plane from Adelaide, where, where I'm from. So um, I happened to be in Melbourne and we were at a met up for the first time at a, a meat festival. So of all things, very keto, very low carb is um, yeah, going to a, a local meat festival. So Great. in that our relationship has um, yeah, um, built on from there. So I'm sure that we'll get to know them some more through the through this episode. And when was that? That was probably 2017. Yeah, cool. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about them? Yes. Um, so Dan and Erica are a keto couple who've been together for 14 years and they live now um, in Newcastle, yeah, that's in New South Wales, with their two rescue cats. And, um, yeah, I think one of them features in, in our – makes an appearance in the interview, so Jam and Scout. They have both struggled with losing weight in their past and have tried many different options. Keto is what works for them and between them they've lost over 90 kilos. So that's 14 stone or nearly 200 pounds. They have now been living keto for the last four years and are still amazed with how long they have been able to maintain this new lifestyle. They love to travel and wanted to find a way to continue to enjoy traveling whilst living a ketogenic lifestyle. They began their travel and food blog, Have Butter, Will Travel, in December of 17 and share their keto experiences with others. Like many others, uh, 2020 brought them some struggles with their health and well-being, uh, which was negatively impacting due to stress. So through their group, they have developed a 28-day clean and simple reset to help others to get back on track. You can find them on the Facebook uh, page, which is their Aussie Low Carb Community, and their Have Butter Will Travel blog. Great. Let's go to the interview. Welcome, Dan and Erica, to the Fabulously Keto podcast. It's fabulous to have you here. Thank you for having us, Louise and Jackie. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Um, and, it, and it's absolutely wonderful to actually have some Australians on the podcast. And um, I've just sort of given it away, but where in the world are you in Australia? Should we, we should have said, like, g'day, mate, or something. <laughs> so people knew we were Australian. Damn it. Now, we are in Newcastle in New South Wales, which is just a couple of hours north of Sydney in Australia. Excellent. And obviously you guys are coming into into the Northern Hemisphere, oh, well, not the Northern Hemisphere, into the Southern Hemisphere summer. So, um, yeah, on the Zoom 
um, on the Zoom video, you're all in short sleeves, so it must be getting warmer down under. It was mate. 30 degrees today Celsius, 30 <laughs> degrees. It was beautiful. We're enjoying our spring weather, that's for sure. Wow. Jackie, do you hear that? It's 30 degrees and it's not a heat wave. Uh, we had 29 yesterday so and the <laughs> day nice. before. And in balmy, sweaty, hot Bangkok, it's still 36 degrees and 78% humidity. So, you know, that's, that's all. So not that I'm you can to... keep that. You can keep that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we can keep that. Um, for the listeners, for the purposes of the listeners, um, Dan and Erica are great mates of, um, of mine and we go ooh, a couple of years way back where we actually met through a Facebook group and it was really nice to actually have someone that was local to me when I was still living in Australia. And we met a couple of times when you were living in Melbourne. Yes, we went to the uh, barbecue festival or something, didn't we? Yeah, and I think that was actually before we were, um, well, you, you've never really done carnivore. I don't think I was carnivore, but we got to go to a, um, a meat festival, which was absolutely um, delicious, which is really part of your whole journey is this food and travel journey. And um, why don't you start at the beginning? So in terms of your your own stories. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. So <laughs> we started, I guess we'd probably flirted with low-carb and dieting for a long, long time, but we started keto in July 2016. So over four years we've been living a keto, low-carb lifestyle. Why did we start, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, I'll just say as well, if you can hear a little squeak, it's our cat in the background, so I do apologise for that. She's very talkative. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, I mean, for me, more so than Dan, I'd always had weight problems my whole life. Um, I think the story that a lot of people can relate to that tried everything under the sun, you know, Weight Watchers, soup diets there was a pineapple one or something wasn't there optifast um, <laughs> was those replacement shapes i think shapes. Oh, well, yes. we've done mm, like, yeah. we did three months solid of that and that was yeah. horrible well done you i couldn't do that yeah and but did every ever, time yeah sorry sorry did you, did you ever try the tony ferguson shakes at all no, no. we did optifast mm. Which we didn't do the Tony Ferguson, but um, the OptiFast, it wasn't great. <laughs> we did lose mm. a lot of weight though, but then it was like after three months. How of do doing you sustain that. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's obviously for the listeners, that's a very low calorie shake. It's about 800 calories, I think. You know, I think it was 500. No, it was about Ooh, 800, I think. Yeah. yeah. So you had three mm. shakes and then you could have like a cup of vegetables. That was your meal, was like a cup of vegetables. I just, I just like eating. I want to eat. Yeah, I, I couldn't do anything that was drinking. I did it once when I was in my teens, but I couldn't do it again. And it's so hard. Like, how do you adapt that to any sort of social situation or anything? You can't. It was impossible. But somehow we maintained that for three weeks. So we had, we had commitment. Um, but then you know, after that finished, I think we went on a holidays, and then that was kind of. Yeah, how do you come back? You haven't learned anything. You haven't made any sustainable changes in your life apart from knowing that, you know, the shakes, <laughs> like how to make a shake. Um, yeah, so I guess that we had um, on and off our whole, uh, we've been together 14. 14 years. So on and off our relationship, we'd been trying all the different diets and that was my my whole life was like that before Dan had come onto the scene and been inflicted into it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think we just, you know, it was like another let's try this and I'd actually found about, I'd found the Diet Doctor website and so we sat down one afternoon, I made Dan watch a whole heap of videos that was kind of like, how, you know, what, what do you do and it was a bit about the science behind it so it kind of made sense yeah, and we, we started. Yeah, and it kind of just stuck, you know, like it's just one of those things where it just all the timing seemed right, you're eating delicious food so you don't feel deprived. Yeah, and all, it, like within a couple of weeks 
even before I'd lost, uh, you know, much weight, I started to feel remarkably better from the point of view of like joint pain and, you know, just my mental health and things like that. Before I even like lost much weight, I noticed such an improvement in those areas so quickly, which I, you know, in hindsight was probably just taking out all those inflammatory foods that I was just feeling so much better. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling better. And then, you know, obviously once you start losing weight as well, it's like there's a lot of momentum to keep going. And yeah, we just, we, this time we, <laughs> we found something that worked for us. Yeah, and it's our we we I like to say that it's our our new normal. Mm-hmm. So eating low carbon, eating keto is the normal. And look, we're not perfectionists by any stretch of the imagination, but keto is the normal. And eating like, you know, the occasional carb or whatever, that's the unusual but, part yeah. of it. And you always kind of come mm-hmm. back to the normal, if yes. that makes sense. Makes total sense to me Whereas, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you've do- dieted, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> because the diet dieting is like a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to do something quickly, you know, 10 weeks or 12 weeks, and then you, you your normal is... You revert back to your normal the, and then the, the diet's the abnormal. Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, Erica, you were sort of saying about your joint pain, your mood and those sorts of other other issues. Apart from, obviously, you know, you, as we say, you, you come in, obviously you come for the weight loss, but you stay for all these other benefits. Um, Dan, what mm-hmm. have you noticed in terms of your, I suppose, your health improvements since, apart from the weight loss? Um, yeah, for me, it's definitely moderated my mood. Um, would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> So definitely more stable moods, much less kind of up and down than mm-hmm. what there was before. Um, less headaches. I used to suffer from a lot of headaches and that's definitely been improved as well. They're probably the two main, the main things for me. Mm-hmm. And did you want to share with the listeners like your collective weight loss? Uh, I think we've lost about 90-something kilos Kilo, between yeah. us. That's just amazing, and you, you both should be very proud. And for the UK listeners, I calculated that. That's actually 14 stone, or it's nearly, what, close to 200 pounds. You know, pounds always sounds the best, you. doesn't it? Oh, no, it's just <laughs> 200 or something. Like it's just, oh. <laughs> 200, and it's... It's, I like to say because we were about calories and calories out. So this weight loss is never sort of, you know, it's gone somewhere else. So out into yes. the universe. So, um, and it's just not on your bodies anymore. Yeah. That's and the fair. other thing about that is that happened in the first year. But that's, you know, been reasonably sustainable. Look, it goes up and down, but it's been, you know, pretty sustainably being kept off. Mm. For, yeah. the, for these last three years so the three that's years right yeah you maintain it so and then when people say that keto isn't sustainable what you know here is an n equals two um so we've got a hundred percent increase on the n equals one so we've got n equals <laughs> two of the actual you know sustainability factor but what has kept you to you know sustaining this this particular lifestyle I mean, I guess it's motivation from where we've come from and we just know how much better we feel. And when we do have, you know, little side trips or veer offs, it's a, it's a reminder of, you know, how when we eat carbs that we just don't feel our best. So I guess, yeah, it's, it's almost how we feel more so. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? And it's an attitude thing as yeah. well. I mean, it's definitely um, a mindset, it's not- isn't it? a diet like I've already mentioned it is our lifestyle now mm-hmm. and it's accepted by most of the people that we know all of our friends know that we eat this way our families accept it we don't get a lot of pushback which I know we're extremely lucky because a lot of people do struggle with those things and we're doing it together mm. yeah. we don't have a partner or kids who are bringing 
yeah, carbs into the house. Um, we're not having a constant battle with each other because we're both on the same path. Yeah, that's. I mean, we are super fortunate and we acknowledge that all the time, that there's only two of us in this house. We're both eating low carb, so we don't have to contend. I mean, that that would be challenging. And I guess with our families and friends, Dan says they they are all on you know on board with it. But at the same time, we never tried to convert them or preach to them. We just did our thing, and they've seen what's happened, so they can't really argue with it. So you know, we've never been ones to tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing. But people come and ask us because they see you know what we've done, or they just try to accommodate us because it's been such a long period of time. It hasn't been two weeks and we've told them we don't eat that mm. it's kind of just gradually happened that way and if we're going to a family get together my mum will say you know if I have this is this okay with you guys or they cook our recipes now which is also awesome <laughs> um, and it's yeah it's just accepted now mm. but that doesn't happen in one week or two weeks that happens from proving that you've made this a lifestyle change yourself yeah mm. yeah and I think, like you said, it, it is about the couple thing that, that you've been able to do this together because this is so so much of a shared journey that you've made this, that this is just the Dan and Erica journey and um, it's really good that your families, have they sort of reduced carbs or are they sort of still, do they sneak My away at the dining table with the bread roll? No, well, you know. If they come to us, they will eat what we serve them. Like it's not like we make an effort to serve what we know they will also enjoy. So, you know, we always know they love the chili and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So we will often make that. They don't go searching for the carbs if we're making the meal. Um, if we visit them, there'll be carbs, but there'll be options for us as well. But my mum early on was interested in the whole sugar thing. And she now reads the back of labels. She makes a lot of our recipes. She um, has also lost a lot of weight, but she wouldn't say she's low carb. And she isn't low carb by any stretch of the no, imagination. But, but she's, she's much more conscious than she's ever been yes. around what she's eating. And we, I'll never forget when she <laughs> – I can't remember if she called us and we were there. She was like, did you know how much sugar is in barbecue sauce? <laughs> <laughs> We were like, yes! <laughs> I think it's got more sugar than chocolate topping, right? <laughs> yeah. And I came from a family, like my mum had a lolly cupboard. Yeah. Like we had chocolate and lollies and all in a particular cupboard. That doesn't exist anymore. She doesn't have that stuff. Um, she might buy it for a family get-together, but it's not a day-to-day -day thing for her anymore. And that, I think that changed because of us. Well, yeah, it even just encouraged her to look at something, you know, look at the label and be mm. like, wow, barbecue sauce. Like, that's not something people think of as a, as sugar, Sweet. right? Like, oh, I don't have sugar in my tea. If you ask someone, they go, oh, I don't have sugar in my tea mm. or in my coffee or whatever. As they, <laughs> as they dollop on the, sh the, sh the sugary, you know, barbecue sauce on top of their <laughs> exactly. like, mm -hmm. I once yeah, tried absolutely. to talk to my great aunt about this because she wasn't well. And um, and she said, I don't have sugar. So I said, okay, so what do you have for breakfast? She said, oh, I have some toast and a biscuit. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> At that point, I just gave up. And this is the interesting thing because obviously at these family get-togethers you've obviously got your nieces and nephews as well and they're probably some of the biggest critics you know but this is where erica's delicious cooking comes in and you've been able to manage to sort of you know it's interesting when we're reading you know on your blogs or on the facebook it's being tested and approved by the, um, <laughs> by the nieces Yes, and probably more my niece and nephew because they're a little bit older, you know. They're and the, they live near us. Yeah, as well, they're so. in the teenage category. So my nephew, he's seventeen. You know, if he comes down, he'll be like, "Oh, is that keto?" Like that's the first. <laughs> as soon as we put anything on the table, but yeah, we, we've converted him with a really awesome cauliflower cheese that we make, and he hates cauliflower, but he'll eat that because it's got bacon and cheese in it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and they're, and they're some of the harshest critics. Teen, teen boys are, are yes. you know, the most vehemently carb-addicted creatures on this planet. So, um, yeah, <laughs> and he works at McDonald's, so he gets his fair share of carbs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
So that's what it brings us to, you know, your journey now. So you're down the track and um, you're wanting to combine your loves of food and travel and you've started started the Have Butter Will Travel blog. How did that come about? Yeah, so I guess I've always been, this is Erica, sorry, I don't know, we meant to say who's talking so you know who we are, but I've always been interested in cooking um, and I love photography and I had a cafe, like I've owned my own cafe before, so I have like a big interest in cooking and I'd wanted to have a blog before, but I'd ne- I started one up once a long time ago, but I didn't really have any direction with it. And then when we had, you know, we were so into low carb and people like, you know, our friends and family were also asking like, what are you eating? So I was like, well, we could do a blog about this. And I felt like it would have a bit more direction. So yeah, we just started like, you know, writing down our recipes and adding them in. And then I sort of got into food photography and we took it from there. And the name, Erica came up with the name and that was her Instagram handle for a little while before we even started the um, blog. We kind of threw a few names around and it was just the name that stuck and kind of summed up the fact that we wanted travel and low carb to go together and we didn't really want keto or low carb in the title because we didn't want to be kind of like penciled into that. So it kind of worked out. Well, I love the name. Yeah, I like the name too, but I don't think it translates very well into other languages um, because a lot of people kind of like, what What does that mean? Have butter, will travel. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's obviously captures the fact that Erica was a travel consultant, so, um, you know, for a cruise, a cruise, yeah. So you were very active in the travel, you know, your travel journeys, well, pre, pre-shutdown, pre-COVID, so, um, yes. So and it, it had how does low carb or your keto um, go when you're actually traveling overseas? How how's that gone? Uh, well, we love like because we well I guess on our most recent like trips that we did last year, um, we were actually vlogging for our YouTube channel, um, and so we kind of made it like our little mission in every different place we went to to try and find some awesome you know keto friendly food that we could you know try so you know because there's a lot of we're in Europe so there was awesome like meats and cheeses and sausages and seafood that we could you know try and find local specialties and there was a lot of things that were keto friendly so that was kind of like gave us a little purpose behind our travel um but yeah I don't know does that we also have always loved like whenever we travel we love we're a bit weird but we love like going to the supermarket and just you know we could wander around a foreign like a an overseas supermarket for hours because it's just so different to the supermarket that you have at home and you know you can find things and so the low carb keto kind of throws in that extra excitement element like you can see what you can find and that kind of thing which is also pretty cool so, and obviously you guys know um, that you know, I was obviously in the UK and being able, you know, the accessibility to Europe. And I'm standing in this supermarket in um, in Krakow and this massive, big butcher's window, sort of the deli section, and it just went for, oh, my gosh, it was just like every sausage in the world like you could think of. And it was just like, where do I start? And it's just like I was only there for about three days and it's like, I'm going to have one of those, going to have one of those, going to have one of those. And it is. It's, it's really exciting, you know, to to wander the dairy section and to, um, yeah, to not so much the processed foods, but um, certainly the fresh foods and the the meats, the cheeses, the dairy. Yeah, that was that was particularly exciting for me. Um, and what about the US? You know, obviously, you know, your travels took you to the US. How did you find going there? Was that particularly challenging at all? I don't think it was particularly challenging. I guess what I like about the US when you eat out, maybe compared to Australia, A, the menu's normally like 600 pages long, so there's always something <laughs> that you can find. And B, they're always very accommodating when you want to change things, so they'll let you swap the your fries for a salad or broccoli and things like that, but we don't always have that option in Australia. Quite often you just don't get fries, so then you just... <laughs> 
left with whatever else is left. But yeah, I, I think we we like that, and I we really love Whole Foods, so <laughs> which is like a supermarket there. So we'll go there, and you know, there's so many keto friendly products that you know perhaps we don't have access to, and we see our US friends enjoying. So we like that aspect of it. There is the flip side to the US, though, is that the servings are massive. You know, whenever you or like you do eat out a lot, and um, you kind of get over the bunless burger after after <laughs> a while in the US. Um, but yeah, you could almost order one um, meal for the two of you because the serving sizes are so much bigger than I don't know what it's like in the UK, Jackie, but in Australia, the serving sizes are normal. Whereas in in the US, yeah, much it's almost bigger. like there's a a whole like doggy bag kind of culture there where if you don't go home with part of your meal, then it's all right. Whereas we just get our meal and eat it here. I don't know if you guys have experienced that. Yeah, I'm a big eater, so I when I was in America, I just ate it all. You're combining your two loves with the travel and um, and your food. And you're sort of mentioning now about creating this this particular content. And just for the purposes of the listeners, you know, for the listeners, you have a blog, you have your Facebook group, uh, you're doing YouTubes, you're like almost like Eddie everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. Um, the, the funniest thing was at the start when we very first started to have Butter Will Travel, like, I was like, I'm never doing videos, Dan. Like, I never want to be on a video. <laughs> that, that's never going to happen. And then that's now the part that we enjoy the most is making YouTube videos. <laughs> and it's probably the part where people find us first now. Mm. People will find um, our Australian kind of keto content on YouTube, which yeah. is probably where um, they find us first and then they see that we do recipes and they'll find the recipes on the blog and then they – um, quite often end up in the Facebook group. Yeah, but our grocery hauls at like the big Australian supermarkets like Woolworths and Coles and Aldi are definitely our most popular videos. <laughs> wow. And it's so, certainly in the in the Facebook group, that's the one that I just, you know, copy and paste for them, you know, relentlessly, sort of like, what do I eat? And it's like, have a look at these videos, you know, here's the grocery, um, the grocery hauls and, um, yeah. So what does your daily keto look like? It's pretty basic. A lot of the time I will just have – I tend to eat three meals now and Erica probably mainly eats two. Mm -hmm. um, so I will eat breakfast because I'm kind of more at um, – I'm where I want to be in terms of my weight, so I'm happy with three meals a day. So I pretty much will eat fried eggs every day. I could eat fried <laughs> eggs for breakfast every day. And when anyone in the Facebook group says, oh, I'm so sick of eggs, I kind of go, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really? literally one of those people who could eat them every day. I know there's a lot of people out there that can't do that, but I will eat fried eggs every day and then I'll put something with it. So it might be bacon one day and then it might be some grilled mushrooms the next day um, or, you know, half an avocado or something like that. But that would generally be my breakfast. Yeah, and then I would normally not have breakfast and just fast through till, say, 12, but I might have a coffee. But I've actually just on Monday stopped having coffee. Um, no, I'm still coming to terms with it, so I'm sorry if I sound a bit emotional, but I haven't had a coffee in three days. Um, <laughs> I sound like a reformed alcoholic or something. Alcoholic. Oh, no. Dan, are you surviving? Are you, are you surviving? It hasn't been Starbucks. too bad. There have been some withdrawals, I think. Um, I did have a bad too, headache yesterday. I'm feeling much better today. But yeah, it's just, a, I think it's more the ritual of it that I actually Absolutely. miss. But um, yeah, so yeah, normally I have a coffee in the morning, but I've just been having tea. Um, and then yeah, I fast through to 12 and then lunch is normally similar for both of us. Like we'll have leftovers most of the time or I'll have, like if I make a frittata, that's yeah. a good thing for Dan to take like to work. Today I mean, was a frittata. I'm at home so I can cook myself some eggs or whatever, whatever I like. And then dinner is, um, again, pretty basic. It would be some form of um, meat, grilled steak, chicken, um, that kind of thing, and then a side of veg. Yeah. I mean, I, I know 
the kind of carnivore is super popular with a lot of people in keto at the moment, but we like to include vegetables. vegetables. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of the time we're eating what we're testing. So we're doing yes. a lot of recipe <laughs> testing. So you, you got to test a recipe three or four times. So quite often we're eating, Erica might test a couple of recipes in the afternoon and then that's lunch and dinner for the next couple of days mm-hmm. yeah. so this is pretty much like a marriage vow isn't it sort of particularly for dan because you're you're the, it's tough the to be made believe me yeah, so the chief recipe tester here you know yeah. and, just, and when you do these posts it's like erica's been testing puppy, puppy <laughs> me, you know she's I, will, up. I will um say i write all the words in those posts <laughs> no one <laughs> ever reads <laughs> Because everyone only ever goes to the recipe. That's I write a thousand words into those posts and I put a lot of effort. She does. And yesterday when I had my caffeine withdrawal headaches and I was lying on the couch, I said to Dan, "Uh, you're going to have to get dinner tonight. So we had takeaway. (laughs) So what was takeaway? What, What did you have? We had, there's a Mexican chain in Australia called Guzman y Gomez and they have we just get their burrito bowl without the beans and the rice and you know add on some guacamole and it's delicious so it's just like grilled Mexican flavored chicken with like salsa cheese guacamole coriander Sometimes add sour cream yeah um but yeah you can pretty much doctor the Mexican um chain stuff here with the burrito bowl and just take out all the carbs and just add extras on yeah sometimes Um, we'll do double meat double meat sometimes if we're hungry we'll do that um and that's our go-to if we Mm -hmm. want to take away um not that that happens very often but um it's close and that would be something we'd opt for if we can't be bothered or eric has a headache (laughs) (laughs) but you also dan you you've gone dairy free as well how's that going it swings and roundabouts. <laughs> um, I've, when we, um, we probably were dairy free for two months. Um, the problem for me with the dairy free, it's definitely much better for my gut and that's why I do it. Um, I do have some gut health issues and if I remove the dairy free, I'm definitely uh, much better for it. We do have a lot of recipes that have dairy. So if we're filming, videos that include those i will still be eating it but overall i try to keep the dairy out as much as i can so what are the benefits you've noticed just in your gut or anywhere else mainly in my gut um it's more the um bowel movements like i've got pretty bad constipation when i do eat it um and it's much much better um Mm. when i don't eat the dairy and I've noticed you have benefits as well. Yeah, so I I have um I have asthma and I find that it's much better when I don't have dairy. It doesn't go away completely, but yeah, it's it's certainly better and I have less kind of sinus congestion. Yeah. Mm, it does it does make sense that in in the presence the literature I was reading about dairy and inflammation. So if you have this propensity, I suppose, for inflammatory conditions and obviously you know, asthma is one of those, that dairy can exacerbate it. So that's that was a thing. But in the presence of, like, no conditions, no inflammatory conditions, then dairy doesn't necessarily have, a, have an effect. But um, the underlying propensity for an inflammatory response is exacerbated by dairy. There you go. I think what it actually showed us was how much dairy we were eating. Absolutely. Like it was literally in every meal. And it, it became like a mm. bit of a kind of crutch. Like even if you wanted a snack, even though we don't snack that often, cheese would be the go-to. Um, mm. So we definitely eat too much of it and it was really good to take it away for a while to kind of bring that to light. Yeah, and I guess earlier this year we we went through, you know, as everybody did, <laughs> you know, we had this the stress and everything of COVID lockdown and then I lost my job and my dad was also quite unwell at the time and like we just got a bit out of control with our eating you know keto treats and baking and that sort of thing and we wanted to find a way to kind of reel it back in 
So then in July, we just like, right, we're cutting out dairy and sweeteners. And it was amazing how much better we felt and more in control by doing that. Mm. And tried to focus mm. more on eating whole foods because it's mm-hmm. really easy when you are low-carb and keto to let the keto treats and those kind of things, you know, again, they don't become treats. They become a bit more of the, the things that you're eating more day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just wanted to kind of bring it back to focusing on whole foods and how we felt, not just on a carb count kind of thing. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. And that sort of obviously led to the program development that you're um, in the group, the uh, the reset. Yeah. So when we started doing it for ourselves, like, you know, selfishly for ourselves in July, we were like, let's do this. And then we we're like, wow, it's amazing, like how much better we felt. And, you know, we weren't, you know, the less sweet things that we ate, the more we didn't want sweet things, which is kind of, you know, it, it makes sense, but it's also you you need to learn, like you need to go through it to understand it because it's hard, I guess. But, yeah, when we did that ourselves and then we were, you know, obviously I was creating dishes because I still wanted us to be eating, you know, delicious food that we enjoyed so we didn't feel deprived and, that yeah, that's kind of how we came to coming up with the Clean and Simple Reset, which we then decided to run in August. Yeah, and it was a huge success and everyone's enjoyed enjoyed all the meals and also, you know, had similar to results to what we had as far as feeling better, losing some weight. And also realising, like I said, how much the um, dairy and the sweeteners were something that were much more everyday than they maybe even thought they were until they did the 28 days focusing on not eating those things and how much better they felt. Yeah, and I think there is there can be that thing with keto where it's like, well, you can have dairy, so just have it with everything all the time because you can. Mm. <laughs> but maybe it's not really necessary and just having the awareness around it. Tell us a little bit about the program. So it's a, it's a 28-day um, program where you're focusing on pretty much we provide you with a food list and there's no dairy foods on that food list. It's all low-carb. Um, and there's no sweeteners at all. Um, the only sweet things on the list are the low carb berries that, um, we all enjoy. So blueberries, strawberries and raspberries were the only really sweet things on the list at all. And we provided the food list and a bunch of recipes, um, a bunch of resources. And we also, um, wanted to create some focus around eating protein with every meal, um, because People slip into things like bulletproof coffees or, um, you know, sweet yeah, breakfast. Fruit, yeah, like fruit granola type breakfast yeah. that can tend to not be as satiating as having, you know, eggs. And focusing on not snacking as well. So trying to focus on having two to three meals a day or even one, but not having the snacks in between. And yeah. 28 days was the focus and it seemed to be a really good length of time for people to notice the benefits. Mm -hmm. Get through the hard part, you know, the first week or so where maybe you're missing those things. Yeah, and learn some, you know, different ways of cooking than perhaps they were used to before and, you know, learning how to create real food meals. You know, we we provide a lot Mm -hmm. of spice mixes and condiments that you can make yourself at home so it's not difficult or necessarily it doesn't have to be expensive um yeah great and that's obviously that was with your recipes as well erica so they're all all your recipes yes all erica's recipes yeah Mm -hmm. well that sounds wonderful and the benefits that people people got in terms of just that reset in terms of mindful eating did they have additional weight loss as well was that something that they wanted yeah so i think we worked the average was about Four kilos. kilos over the 28 days. That's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. there was a mix of people as well. So there were some people who were pretty new to low carb and then there were some people who have been doing it for quite a while but wanted to dial in the eating mm. more clean. Um, mm. And, yeah, so. Yeah, and then there were some people who perhaps had not been losing weight for a while that were looking for a bit of a, 
kind of kickstart um, and sometimes dairy, you know, taking out dairy can help with that, but people are, you know, afraid of doing it. So um, I think having the recipes and the support, you know, we had a support and accountability mm-hmm. group and Dan and I were doing it as well and we did Facebook Live. So all of that kind of helped people be like, okay, I can do this, I can give up the dairy. <laughs> and if uh, for the people who were new, I think what they loved about it was that it was so simple because, yeah. I, I mean, we've all heard people kind of get so overwhelmed with all of the information around keto and low-carb that you can almost have that, like, you analysis don't take, paralysis. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> you don't take the step because you're so scared no. that you're going to do it wrong or mm. that you're not going to, you know, you might eat 25 grams of carbs one day and your whole world might melt down. You know, mm. like, we just folk, we didn't focus on tracking or mm. macros or getting yourself into ketosis, just literally eat the foods on the food list mm-hmm. and people were losing weight and Feeling they were good. in ketosis, yeah. even Feeling though that wasn't good. the focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the, in the group, your Aussie low carb um, community group, how many people did you say? You had over 11,000 people. It's just ticked over 11,000. <laughs> Which is crazy wow. when you think when we first started. I remember we were like, well, it was will so we slow. ever get to 100 people in here? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's a beast. It's a beast of a group. But mm-hmm. what's, what is uniquely Australian about this low-carb journey? I don't know. I guess we're like accessibility to what we have here in Australia. Um, I guess our taste are slightly different as far as yeah, the like kind of recipes. Are probably slightly different than um, the some of the American recipes that you might find. Also, we use grams and, you know, we don't use cups for everything. Um, <laughs> if you've ever looked at an American recipe and you're Australian or from the UK, you, you can get a little bit confused around their recipes, whereas ours are pretty geared towards the Australian palate and Mm -hmm. the Australian way of cooking, I guess. Yeah, and the products that we have and the produce and everything that we have and the flavours that we're used to because I guess we have a lot of, um, like, Asian influence here. Mm. Yeah. And it is good because basically, like you said, about the the video content that you did about the the woolies and coals and it's so interesting when you have american people you know you post where can i get this and someone posts a link to to one of our supermarket chains oh i can't get that i mean you know you know kansas and it's like oh sucks to be you (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because australians who find us say oh it's so good to find you know Australians who are talking mm. about Australian products because, you know, all of the big American ones talk about all of the American products. But whenever an American finds us, they always say, you guys have the best product. And we're like, are you serious? <laughs> serious? We don't but have whole foods. Come we on. do have like unlimited re- halloumi resources yes. here in Australia, which I know, I know in the US they seem to struggle yes. to find sometimes. <laughs> I would also say probably the difference between um, like American, not just American supermarkets, but we seem to have really easily accessible fresh produce in Australia and I don't think we know how lucky we are to have that. Yeah, Um, and farmer's markets. Really good quality Mm -hmm. produce here. And when you do go Mm -hmm. to the American supermarkets, you realise how good our produce is. Yeah, and Mm. particularly, you know, our meat and... um, you know, that type of thing, dairy products. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think Jackie Jackie will sort of, you know, be able to say that in the UK it's very similar to Australia in terms of mm. quality, the range of produce, fresh and local and seasonal, which, yeah, is certainly the thing that I, I, I'm constantly amazed about in certainly the US and you would agree that, you know, perhaps their ribeyes are just absolutely ginormous. It's half a cow on a plate and it's cheap. That's the thing that gets me is how cheap, mm. and I believe it's because of their subsidies, um, right? That their the, their meat is subsidised, but yeah, and it's been interesting here in Bangkok because obviously you to see yeah again you know sure there's cheap cheap food, but my range I miss red meat, I miss beef, I miss lamb. It's imported, it's frozen. So mm. um, yeah, and I, I think that's that's a good thing is as you've done, you've travelled and you can appreciate the quality of the food source 
you know, it's fresh, it's local, it's seasonal, and you're supporting small industries, like you said, at the farmer's market. It's just wonderful, you know, on your post, which I do read, Dan. More <laughs> people read them than yeah, I give them. It's, it's a sad day and it's a Sunday and I'm at the Newcastle Farmer's Market and look what I found. Um, I was, <laughs> did, didn't you accost a man that had a, um, a salami... We tracked down where he got it from. <laughs> yeah, that was a new store. They had a little paper cone and it just had some salami um, some and cheese. a pickle, like a gherkin type of pickle and, a, and a, a little slab of cheese in it. We're like, where did you get that from? That's so cool. Yeah. Like I imagine you running after him and tackling Crash like, where did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't quite that aggressive. <laughs> But, you know, the thing that is uniquely Australian, obviously, about your group is obviously that you are sharing these resources, that you are, you know, providing this um, this, this safe space, um, that it is obviously connecting. It, it's, that, you know, people are finding their tribe and, you know, reading the testimonials that there was only one the other day that she said she found the group five months ago and um, she posted her progress pictures. So that must, you know... You, you ladies should be proud of the group that you are transforming these lives. Yeah. And it seems to be on a daily basis that they're, they're posting these progress pictures. So, yeah. Well, they've yeah, done the fantastic. work, so <laughs> I'll give them all the credit. And we are lucky that we have, you know, some great um, people in that group and we've got some awesome, like, low-carb GPs and everything who contribute and help mm. people out. So, yeah, it's a great group. Mm. Right. Yeah, just tell us about that relationship with um, – with Dr. Dr. Lucy and Dr. Mary, because that's that again is another unique um, feature that you've been able to connect with these um, two GPs that are very supportive of um, of your approach. Yeah, well, we actually met them at Low Carb Down, Down Under. Under conference on the Gold two Coast years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're just—I mean, obviously they're lovely people. We're great friends with them, and we've met up with them a few times when we've been to Melbourne. Um, and, yeah, it's just been so great to have them, you know, for us as a resource to help because, you know, quite often people struggle with getting advice from their own GPs if they're not on board with low carb. Um, so, you know, and they're always, you know, willing to give their time and then conversely I think we can help their patients with practic practical. practical, this is what you actually buy at the supermarket information that perhaps a GP doesn't have time to discuss. Yeah, so definitely our strength is the practical how do you apply, you know, keto and low-carb into your everyday life mm -hmm. and science isn't our strong point. So it is really good to have that relationship with Dr. Lucy and Dr. Mary because, you know, they can kind of back up the kind of science side of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Yeah. And it is obviously it's encouraging obviously to have Australian you know general practitioners that are on board with the approach and they understand that there is this fundamental stuff that you know your everyday especially you know as you as you read in your group you know what do I have for breakfast that is an eggs oh yeah. you know, here's Erica's granola recipe <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think that you know when because we've been so immersed in this um, world for four years we forget. Like we don't know what we don't know and we forget that, you know, the majority of people don't know about certain things. I remember when someone at work asked me like what cauliflower rice was and it, that was only like last year and I was like, it's, you know, I just thought everybody knew that because it's so such an ingrained part of our lifestyle. So I think, yeah, it's great to have, you know, the platform to educate people within the Aussie low-carb community. Mm. So what new adventures are coming up for Have Butter, Will Travel? Well, nothing overseas for the near future, <laughs> given surprise, that we're in surprise. Australia and, you know, we're not allowed to really go anywhere too much at the moment. But we've been enjoying doing a little bit of travel around our state, which is New South Wales, because we're allowed to travel locally at the moment. Um, but Have Butter, Will Travel, we've got our clean and simple reset, which we'll be doing a couple of times yeah, in the we'll future. Yeah, we'll probably do it um, three times a year, I would say. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in the Clean and Simple Reset, um, Jackie and Louise will put in the show notes a link so you can register your interest and find out when we run the next 
round. Yeah, so we're developing more recipes. So in the next one, there's going to be, you know, even I think 20 more recipes than what we already have. I mean, on our website, we do a post on our website every week and we do two videos on our YouTube channel a week. So there's always something new to, to check out. And it, you know, it, it ranges from all, you know, I think we just did a taste test of some yogurt. <laughs> Some new yogurt that's become available in Australia. Spoiler alert, it wasn't great. <laughs> Through to recipe videos and then just like, you know, spending the day with us, seeing what we eat. So there's all sorts of content. I even hey. unboxed light globes on the YouTube <laughs> channel the other day. So we anything can happen. We're desperate in COVID times, okay. And you've got your yeah. recipe books on the website as well. Yes, so we have a dairy-free keto recipe book. We have just the Everyday Keto Dinners, which is our mm. most popular book, which is super family-friendly. Um, and then we also have a book which is like the most popular recipes from our blog. Yeah, if you're mm. looking for a really family-friendly um, keto recipe book, the Everyday Keto Dinners is the one to look for because – most of those recipes are pretty family friendly and pretty quick and easy yeah. and it's all stuff mm. you buy at the supermarket. And even it was quite adaptable. I think I did your your noodles, your Luxa your Luxa noodles. No, Singapore noodles, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, even here noodles, in, yeah. in Bangkok. Yeah. So I managed to do that with the I managed to to find to get the um the miracle noodles through oh, okay. Western types of yeah supermarkets. So um, oh, uh, right. with good job. Got authentic <laughs> authentic ingredients. So, yeah. <laughs> I was going to sort of backtrack a little bit because what we haven't sort of spoken about was obviously you know, back in the travelling days, um, and you were talking not not reset recipes, but these I'm even making your pecan uh, cheesecake. Um, muffins and um, freezing the the breakfast muffins and those sorts of things but here in in obviously in Bangkok I have to make my own cheese so Mm -hmm. I know that that's obviously not a dairy-free recipe but um, starting from scratch and making um, the cream cheese to go in these pecan cheesecake muffins and the reason I you've been hanging out with the Americans too long, Louise. You just said that the Americans pecan, 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 pecan muffins. Anyway, so my brother actually went to Costco and shipped through the diplomatic bag <gasps> a bag of pecans um, from Costco with the walnuts and a whole bunch of other care packages. Oh to my make goodness! These muffins now. Just share for the listeners how many muffins I have made for you guys. Well, <laughs> Louise is um, talking about the story where um, we made our pecan cheesecake muffins at Keto Fest the first year we went, Louise. Do you remember what year that was? 18? 2018? Yeah. No, your no 17. Yeah, no. 18? I don't know. No, it was 18 and 19 because we went last year. Yeah. So, yeah, but I didn't um, so 18, 2018. Yeah. And um, we did a demonstration. So um, we did the demonstration, but we didn't do the um, cook all of the muffins for everyone beforehand. That was left to Louise. <laughs> and it was quite hot and they were cu- cutting up a lot of cream cheese. <laughs> How many and samples did you need to have, Louise? I can't remember. <laughs> Just trying to remember because you know, did we do the two hundred and fifty? Because we did both the savoury one and yeah. the sweet one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know that Daisy and Louise cursed us for about a year and a half after they had to cut up the cream cheese because in the recipe you cut the cream cheese up and you keep it kind of in these squares, and then mm-hmm. when you bite into the muffin, you get a nice big chunk mm-hmm. of cream cheese, going to taste like cheesecake. But it wasn't great for cooking 250 of them. And you were doing mini ones as well, so it was Mm. an extra bit of challenge on top. But we appreciate all your hard work. And they were delicious. They were delicious. And this is is obviously just a testament to our mateship, and I think that's really what, um, you know, makes makes obviously the relationships and the community, um, the low-carb community, is that we are great mates and that we do go the extra mile and... um, We'll spend days on end cooking muffins. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only taken me two years of, you know, therapy to, to <laughs> <laughs> not dream about them. 
<laughs> Last year we decided to make a chili, so that was a lot easier to make in bulk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and unfortunately you, you weren't going back to Keto Fest this year, but you were going to go to, I think you were going to go to another local conference instead. Yeah, yeah so, we had tickets yeah. to KetoCon and our plane tickets and everything, but unfortunately we couldn't go. Um, we were supposed to, so KetoCon is in Austin and mm. I was really looking forward to the Texas barbecue and I didn't mm. get there. <laughs> She's still a bit bitter about it. <laughs> but you have your smoker at home, right? So you can smoke your own brisket uh, at home. The smoker died. Yes, in our last oh, move. The smoker didn't moved, make it. Yeah, it didn't. But I will be getting one, another one at some point and I will be smoking my own meat. <laughs> you're going to get a Traeger? You're going to go go the whole hog and get a Traeger? I don't know whether I'll go. I think I'll go pretty similar to what I had because it was really easy to use. Um, but the the gas line got broken, I think, when they moved it and it just wasn't getting any gas into the um, kind of flame part anymore. So, yeah. All right, ladies, we might wrap this up. It's been really lovely to um, to fly the Aussie flag in, in <laughs> you know in the podcast, Jackie's. Um, uh, this is your second one. Please note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, yes, I will have to make more of a presence of of my Australian. Um, my Australian friends, and um, we'd like to to make sure that the listeners know how they can the best ways to get in contact with you. Um, well, the best way is you, we, you can go to our website, havebutterwilltravel dot com. That's our the same on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So that's the best ways to get in contact. We would really love it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's you know our favorite place to hang out with people. Um, but yeah, that's. Come over and say hello. And G'day. the Facebook group that we've mentioned a couple of times <laughs> is called Aussie Low Carb Community. We are in there, so if you had any questions, you can drop yeah. them in there. Um, you can send us a, um, a message on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we're mm-hmm. pretty easily accessible on those platforms. And I'm guessing that non-Aussies can join? Yes. Yep. Good job. Yeah, there are quite a few... Um, no, uh, Americans and um, yeah, we have one girl who comes to our lives who's in Connecticut, and we do our lives at seven p.m. Australian time, and I think it's like four a.m. and she comes every time. <laughs> That's a real fan, a real <laughs> fan. <laughs> That's dedication for you. Mm-hmm. So then we'd like to leave, and before we say thank you, is with with your top tips. Oh, didn't know we had to do I'll, a tip. I'll Dan, go you first. go first. Um, I was listening to Daisy's podcast today, and um, one of the guys said, "I'm going first, so if anyone else steals mine, mine's done." So I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, that was that's um, what I'm. It was the Kevin, Brad, yeah, yeah, Brandy. And I was like, "I'm doing that tonight." One of the things I always say is, you need to find what works for you. You need to find the keto low carb that works for you. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because you you are kind of setting yourself up for failure. It takes a little bit of trial and error, but you need to find what works for you because otherwise it's, it's not going to be successful. Great. Right, over to you. Oh, okay. Um, I think it, probably what it, I think is the most important thing is your mindset. Um, because I guess what you were saying before, a lot of people say, oh, keto's not sustainable. Well, if you think it's not sustainable, it's probably not going to be. So you need to look at it like it's a long-term lifestyle change and believe that you can do it and it is sustainable for it to, to be successful. And sometimes mm-hmm. we always we focus on the things we can't have instead mm-hmm. of the things that we can have, and that's another mindset shift. Mm-hmm. You need to think about all those amazing things that you can have on a mm-hmm. low-carb lifestyle that, you know, on any other diet, you wouldn't be eating that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was some great tips. So, um, yeah, and I, I think, you know, again, you ladies should be really proud of your journey. You know, you've, you've come so far in regaining or reclaiming or, um, you know, in terms of your own health and 
as we say, you know, you've come, you know, you came for the weight loss, but you've stayed for all these other additional benefits. And now you're feeding forward, literally, Erica, you're feeding us forward, <laughs> um, you know, with these delicious recipes. And they are uh, really simple and easy, easy to, to cook and they're tasty. I think that's, you know, you've been able to convert your nephew, you know, one of the harshest critics um, <laughs> and family. <laughs> You know, you are really, you know, influencing through the the various platforms that you've got, and um, you know, with with a bit of an Aussie flavour, and you're throwing mm. a shrimp on the barbie here and there. <laughs> Excellent. So, oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you for, for joining us. us. It's been oh, so you. nice to catch up. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. So, what an amazing success Dan and Erica have had, both with their a weight loss. I mean. 210 pounds I think it was and 95 kilos what did you say it was 14 stone yes it was actually 14 stone in your um in your UK um weight so I think between them you know they have achieved not only individually but you know the community that they have created uh, through their Facebook group is really something that is, you know, as I said, about feeding forward that they the gift of um, knowledge and resources, their content that they're creating, uh, their new program. It really is, um, you know, something that these ladies should be exceptionally proud of. Yeah, it's amazing what they're doing. And I think the thing for me, you know, obviously knowing them personally as I as I do you know it's that sort of like-mindedness it's it's finding your tribe you know whether you do that virtually but you know the privilege of having like-minded people around you is, is really part of that connection that you know you feel supported even you know when you're having faced challenges you know as as they have done and then yeah. obviously developed their program yeah and I think it definitely helps having a partner on board with you, doing it with you. But also for me, although I'm doing it by myself, I am supported by my family in the sense that they will, you know, they're not trying to sabotage me or put things in front of me that I can't eat most Mm. of the time. But, you know, Julian, as everybody probably knows by now, Julian does a lot of the cooking, but he, it's always things that I can eat. He won't put in front of me things I can't. And then the days that I'm not here are the days when the kids will have something different, something that they would have and I wouldn't eat. Mm. So I think it definitely think, helps with that support. Yeah. yeah, the support and I think for, for Julian to respect your choices and I think that's where where the differences come in and, and you will read them on, on the Facebook groups that my husband does this or my wife does this or the kids you know, have still got their crisp packets or lollies, sweets in the cupboard and that's obviously when you are challenged as we have all been through this um, lockdown experience and stress makes a huge impact on your your appetite yeah and it's a real testament to to both dan and erica that they have supported each other through this journey um to really you know reclaim their health and um yeah and certainly now with their the communities and the content that they're developing it's really fantastic and um, yeah yeah, it's great privilege yeah, and it was great fun as well. Mm. Yes, and Aussies represent, so we've got to have a bit of a bit of the old sort of um, yeah, having <laughs> having the Australian fly the national flag. <laughs> I know, I am very proud. <laughs> so, Jackie, can you remind the listeners where we can find the show notes? You can find the podcast at fabulouslyketo.com forward slash podcast forward slash zero two zero. Jackie, you know when you were starting out with keto, you probably had loads of questions. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Don't you wish you just had someone who was able to give you just the simple answers to all those questions about macros, electrolytes, reading nutrition labels and sweeteners? Absolutely, yeah. Well, we want to have an episode where you, dear listener, can AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything. You'll be able to ask us anything using a Fabulously Keto webpage where there is a contact form and you could submit your questions, which we will answer on these episodes. The contact page is fabulouslyketo.com forward slash AMA.
Whether you're just starting out or experienced in your journey, we will happily answer your questions. You don't have to be new to keto, so if you're further along in your journey and have questions on being stuck on a plateau or a stall, then feel free to submit your questions as well. Just head over to www.fabulouslyketo.com forward slash AMA. It would be great if you could support us through Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash fabulouslyketo and you can choose the monthly amount you wish. Can you recommend a guest we can interview? If you can, click on the link in the show notes to send us your recommendation. Follow us on social media. Our Facebook page is called Fabulously Keto. Or follow us on Instagram, Fabulously Keto One. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know that you listened by tagging us in your Insta story or Instagram post using the handle Fabulously Keto One and the hashtag TF. KP. All the links are on the website and in the show notes. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, click the subscribe button. Reviews help us to be found and reach new listeners. Please leave a review of our show on your preferred podcast listening platform. We appreciate you taking the time and read them all. Disclaimer. The information in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing in this podcast can be taken as advice. Whether our guests are doctors, healthcare professionals or not, they're only sharing their own opinions and stories, and this does not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. It's always best to seek professional medical advice should you wish to make any changes to your current medication or treatments. Also speak to your own doctor if you have any concerns about your health or you wish to make lifestyle changes, especially if you're taking medication. Mm-hmm.